made it. I'm Drew here with my sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek. And we just got back from March something, 1984. Oops, Ashley, did we get lost or something? Well, uh, normally we travel back to this week in 84. This week, somebody dialed the wrong number and we ended up a few months behind. Mm, Well, maybe before we crucify whoever's responsible for that epic mistake. Um, I should say that we did end up seeing a cool movie anyway. Here's a little clip. They are the children of the corn. They must obey he who walks among the rows. They live in a world where adults are not allowed to live. Children of the corn. A new kind of nightmare. An adult nightmare. Stephen King's Children of the Corn, rated R. Coming Friday, check local newspapers for theaters and showtimes. Could you guess that we watched Children of the Corn? I think they mentioned it like three or four times in that one trailer. Stephen King's Children of the Corn. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Rated R. Um, And the tagline's, and a child shall lead them. But do you know what that tagline is from? No. Any guesses? It's pretty, come on. From the poster? (laughs) <laughs> okay i mean you're not wrong <laughs> from the bible yeah it's from the bible so wow. um in the bible in isaiah eleven six, in the old testament it reads and the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them Ooh, that is creepy that should have been the whole time i'm just kidding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a lot of um religious verses and some uh, symbology throughout throughout the movie um in addition to that uh, as seen on the poster there's a lot of corn go figure um there <laughs> is a blood red cornfield with little eyes visible in the corn um and then in the foreground a giant scythe so we have our first trope alert folks Ooh. The sinister scythe. <laughs> the scythe is a, a farming tool that usually is used to mow grass and harvest grain. But uh, do y'all know the most famous, you know, evil representation of the scythe? Throat slit. Well, but who oh, was Grim Reaper. It? The, the Grim yeah. Reaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not Fortnite, Derek. Um, it's the, <laughs> it's kind of the ultimate symbol of of death i mean the grim reaper is the ultimate bringer of death so him holding a scythe would uh pretty much uh, signal the end there's also a sickle but maybe we'll get more in depth on the difference between a scythe and a sickle, a sickle. <laughs> later <laughs> um let's explain why we ended up in march instead of august um derek yeah. <laughs> have we have we really uh explained how our time traveling scooters work before? Sure haven't. Yeah. So kind of like you see in Back to the Future, there's a uh, digital input where you just type in calculator style the date that you're trying to go back to. And for some reason Derek was either trying to type boob or, you know, Probably. something something goofy, but he typed a three instead of an eight and he said that's because there was blood on the three is that right yeah i mean (laughs) 
in preparation for this movie, I was eating a bunch of corn. And you know those old corn, uh, like end stabby thingies? Right. You stabbed yourself? Yeah, I stabbed my finger and I accidentally got uh, blood on the dial. It was a good, a good um, commitment to, to your craft, like wanting to feel what it's like to be attacked by corn before the movie. <laughs> it's also kind of messed up that you use corn to stab corn, right? Isn't that cannibalistic? It's plastic, though. It's, you know. It's oh, cool. plastibalistic. Got it. Um, yeah. Really rolls the, off the tongue. <laughs> the other important thing to point out, because people have been asking a ton of questions about the mechanics of our scooters, is that any one of us can uh, take the lead on uh, the date that we enter, and then all the scooters stay in sync. So if one person enters the wrong date, then we all go to the wrong date in this case. But it's actually a safety feature so that we don't get separated. Um, because if Ashley and I had gone to the correct date and Derek had gone to March, we probably never would have seen him again. <laughs> he would just be stuck there forever. Yeah. Um, but let's get into the movie. So Ashley, can you sum up this movie in 15 seconds or less? Uh, sure. All right. Ready, Derek? Go. A couple gets lost in a town ran by kids that kill for a cult leader who speaks to a supernatural god. Ooh. Is there such a thing as a non-supernatural god? Ooh. Uh, no. I guess that's a question of faith. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think like... it does. <laughs> oh. Ow. Eey. Ooh. That's what we get. In, you came in under the wire there. Yeah, this <laughs> movie, unlike Buckaroo Banzai, is a little easier to summarize. Yeah. Um, what's, what's interesting is, I always say that, you know what's interesting? Um, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> this movie does explain how the the kids came to rule the town. They show like an extended or you know the opening scene of the movie is uh all the adults going coming out of church, go figure, and then going into like diners and going into different businesses throughout the town and the kids are kind of like swarming around uh the outside windows and looking in and looking creepy always. And uh, I guess they poison their coffee. Is that what happens? Yeah. They poison the coffee the diner. and then they just killed everyone there. Well, then they like, they start slitting throats. It they start stabbing brutal. people. They grab the, the chef or the, the main guy behind the counter and oh, put his hand scene. in a meat slicer. Yeah. And the, the they don't show <laughs> the flesh going into the slicer, but they do show the blood splatter back Under on the, kid. the kids. Yeah, Ugh. which is effective. They use that technique a couple times to avoid like showing violence towards kids, but they show you know blood splatter instead. Well, and the kid getting his slit his slow oh his throat slit. Right, they do the they show it on the suitcase. Yeah, um, I mean they Ugh. definitely show kids having Dying. been killed. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what was your backstory with this movie, or perhaps with corn, Ashley? So funny you should ask. I thought I had seen this movie and I have not. Oh. <laughs> so the dining the diner scene was very surprising. I was like, wait, what? What's happening? I confused this movie with Village of the Damned. Right. Common because, mistake. Yeah, which makes sense because that came out in 95. So I would have been like around eight when I watched that. Um, because I remember them like removing the bricks, something to do with bricks and like the mind, and that's from Village of the Damned. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that's I was all I remember from that. Starter when you said that, but yeah. that is actually from Village of the Damned. And that's the only thing I remember. So I was like, oh, that has to be this movie. And then we watched it. And I was like, that's not happening. And I was like, I don't remember any of this. So I've never seen it. 
that movie's really good too. Derek and I watched the the John Carpenter one from ninety three or would you okay. say ninety five? Ninety five, yeah. yeah. Um, but we also our um, ancient friend Oliver uh, made us watch <laughs> the fifties one or sixties one, um, which was good too. Um, do you remember that, Derek? I do. Yeah, yeah. So. Those are, I would say, Children of the Corn, Village of the Damned, because it's also been parodied on The Simpsons. Um, everyone's mm -hmm. seen that Treehouse of Horror episode. Oh, the kids favorite. are all iconically like platinum blonde. Um, but in this movie, the kids are maybe well. Who who what group of kids would you take in a fight, Damned or Corn? Uh. <laughs> now that you've seen them both. I don't really, but I don't really remember the damned ones. I don't know what they do. Do they just brutally murder people too? They can control people with their mind. Oh, then definitely not them. Because <laughs> the other <laughs> one, you, so sorry, the, I won't take the damned kids. I'll take the corn kids. <laughs> You're right. But they could like w make the kids just like start stabbing each other probably. Um, yeah. So I don't want to take on the damned kids to control my brain. Yeah. Oh, you. I'm not saying. Do you? Which one do you want to fight? I'm saying which like group of kids in their they're fighting um warrior warrior style in the streets or the oh. cornfields. Well, maybe that would be home field advantage. Yeah, on a that's neutral, not fair. On a neutral site. On a baseball field. Sure. <laughs> no corn. Corn yeah. free. <laughs> oh, cornfield of dreams. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, I'd sold. I'd say village of the damned. Those kids. Yeah. That, at one point they one of the kids makes uh, a parent stick their hand in a pot of boiling water. Uh, yeah, I cool. take them, um, so <laughs> I guess. For my backstory, um, I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, Ashley, but I mm. was a child of the corn, at least a teen of the corn. I Do don't know what job? you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was in my early teens or mid-teens, I worked at a research farm where the goal was to cross-pollinate corn. So I would walk through cornfields all day and take a bag off the top of one stalk, which is like the, the reproductive member, and put that bag onto another stalk. I'm not even really sure what you know the results were, but I spent a lot of time <laughs> wandering through cornfields um, i don't remember you doing that at all did it last week just summer or like yeah it was when i was 15 because i okay. saved up money to to buy uh my awesome firebird <laughs> yeah i did not okay. know this about you that is amazing <laughs> me neither <laughs> derek uh do you have a backstory with this movie I, a little backstory i remember watching it when i was a kid uh i don't really remember much of it but i do remember it was during this time where my parents would take me to blockbuster video Mm -hmm. And I would go look through the horror section. And I remember that this, uh, it might not have been the same as the movie poster, but the VHS case stuck out to me. And I remembered this, this uh, VHS. And, and I did rent it and watch it when I was a kid. Yeah, we described the poster a little bit, but the poster is obviously the same image on the, the front of the VHS. And it's, there, I have a lot of, of memories of like, yeah, what covers stick out which stick with you uh from those those old video store browsing days what was our video store called ashley something local? uh movie 2k <laughs> oh that's dated yeah, yeah. sure was movie 2000 uh, fun fact uh the one remaining blockbuster in the world uh is in bend oregon hours away from from uh, derek and i do people use it 
Well, right now it's closed, but there's now they're they're doing like some prom money uh, raising promo with Airbnb where you can rent it out for a sleepover. That's like the whole okay. Story. Yeah, all right. Watch. That's cool. <laughs> they're only doing it for like a couple days. I think it's in um mid September or something. You have to get on a waiting list, but yeah, we should be on it. So, Ashley, was there one thing you absolutely loved or hated about this movie? Okay, I. <laughs> Uh-oh. I love Uh-oh. no I'm going with loved I'm going with loved I'm going with loved I love the cornfields like as this I love the corn as a setting I like the Trump corn here, uh, I love to <laughs> cut you off shit <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it I'll keep it short and sweet it's just because it's such a good a well-named trope lost in the maze oh get it got it maze of corn yeah there's just something about a field of corn that spells creepy so why do you love the setting ashley well i did you just cut it off cut me off and then took exactly what i was gonna say so um great (laughs) has a pun well it wasn't punny but you can have it um but no i just liked the setting i like the corn taking over the whole town i thought it was i don't know i thought it was creepy and funny at the same time like when it takes over their car they leave for like five minutes and come back and the corn just like taking over their entire car like oh that's silly but i liked it yeah the corn corn is a a really uh, interesting setting there it is um keyword uh because it you can get lost in it there thus the trope but you can also like there's these pathways through it because of the way it's planted and it seems like whether it's joyride or signs um, or any number of movies if there's corn (laughs) somebody's going to get stuck in it and Stephen King must have a fascination with it because do you remember that movie that came out last year in the tall grass I didn't see it yeah it's not corn but it's the same a car breaks down on the side of the road and then you get into an endless maze of of tall grass so just kind of that being overwhelmed by your natural setting is Mm -hmm. uh is super creepy what did you love or hate well we talked about the opening scene so i don't need to reiterate that i would say that um the variety of weaponry was one thing i i loved because we already talked about um size and sickles um do y'all want to go ahead and ask me what the difference is sure what's the difference (laughs) (laughs) yeah drew what's the difference tell us the uh i didn't get a definitive difference to be honest but from what i can gather the grim reaper uh has like a full-on staff that has the 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 curved blade on the end of it so it's a longer handle whereas a sickle is a short handle honestly in this movie i think you see more sickles than sides Mm -hmm. right I agree. Um, but you also see machetes. You see tire irons, unfortunately, being used, possibly on a dog. Mm. Um, and then you see knives. You Not only little um, cute instruments to eat your corn cobs with, but you see larger knives <laughs> that have corn cobs affixed to the handles or corn cob handles. So mm-hmm. that's your next move, Derek, if you really were committed to this movie. Um, I also wanted to point out that I read the short story that this was based on, and there's some interesting differences because um, the main two characters, so there's uh, a uh, couple 
that's that's traveling and are going to be the ones that get caught up in this this mess. And in the book, they're really unlikable, but in the um, movie, you kind of are rooting for them, and it's a pretty mm-hmm. obvious change. I think they, for some reason, you can get away with unlikable protagonists in books a lot more than you can in movies. But would this movie have been fun to watch if you hated the two main characters? Uh, I think so. Okay. <laughs> so, not as um, fun, but I mean, it's because some horror movies, you don't really root for anyone. You're just like, I just want them all to die. Yeah, so, I, guess, I guess that's dark. true. That that can work. But I just think that it would have been less interesting in this case if, if you weren't mm-hmm. rooting for them. But yeah. um, there's also some a really dark ending, but we'll talk about that later in the in the story version. For now, um, since we've mentioned the characters, let's go ahead and move on to our video game segment. Choose your character. Pew, pew, pew. (laughs) All right. So this is where we walk into an arcade 1984 and step up to the Children of the Corn console and play a first-person slicer. It's kind of like a first-person shooter, but you're holding a scythe. Maybe you're holding a sickle. <laughs> sickle. Assist yeah. scythe sickle. You're holding a, a sickle is much more, you know, it's got to be connected to the, the game with a cord. So, yeah. It's a first-person sickle slicer. So, <laughs> <laughs> the two adult characters are Bert and Vicky. Uh, Bert is played by a no-name. I tried to look him up, but I didn't really get, get anywhere. Uh, Vicky is played by a very notable actress. Um, and that might be the reason that Derek is picking the Vicky character played by who Derek Linda Hamilton. She is a badass in T2 Terminator one and two and maybe even three. I forget. And a bunch of, yeah, well, even the most recent one she was in. Did you like her? Was she a strong ish character in the movie? No, not really. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) She didn't do anything. But she also wasn't like this flaily, scared woman that was like running away after, you know. I'll tell you what she did do. Have make the obvious suggestion that they should leave town repeatedly. The entire movie, yeah. But her hard-headed boyfriend. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they were on their way. Actually, you know what? They tried to leave town, but they couldn't because they would. it was just like in a repeat loop. Kind of because then they came back and then he was like, well, let's just search the town. Let's just go in this abandoned house. Let's just yep. she, he just like wasn't listening to her the entire time. Yeah. Very frustrating. Sure. They knew what direction not to go in. And that was right. getting out of the car and going in the house. Um, I kept I kept waiting for them to like run out of gas or something that mm-hmm. would explain it. Obviously, the kids uh, moved the road signs around. But by process of elimination, they could have figured out how to get it out of town. But he was. Wait, did, did the kids this, move the road signs around or was there some weird like hex or curse? There could Maybe be like a supernatural thing where they're stuck. It was kind of like Pac-Man. You go to one side of the screen and then you just end up on the other side of the screen. It should have been more clear, but that's totally a, a plausible argument. Um, they were still treating it because they don't know they're in a mystical cornfield. They were still mm-hmm. treating it like they could get out. And he so it was still frustrating for her to for him to keep ignoring her. But for all we know, they actually couldn't get out anyway. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> we had then let's let's move on to the kid characters, Ashley. So Isaac is the main um, evil uh, leader of mm-hmm. the of the child corn 
kids, um, kids on the cob. Anyway. Sure. Like um, on the block, but yeah, I got it. <laughs> new kids on the cob block. Uh, are you leaning towards Isaac or one of the other kids? Uh, definitely not Isaac. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so guess how old he is in, in real life when this movie was shot. Well, the thing I, so I will guess, but okay. the thing I noticed is that it looked like he was wearing makeup or prosthetics, but also it, it, there was something very disorienting about his face, which <laughs> is kind of the point, but well, I'll say he was 14. How do you think he was, Derek? 23. 24. <laughs> so did, that was probably why I was disorienting because he looked like an old wrinkly child. Did they do any makeup no. or prosthetics? Mm-mm. That's just what he looked like as that's a 24 his, year old. Well, that's what he looks like. If you look at him now, he looks very similar. So weird. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm not going to choose him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or any of the evil children. What um, about Malachi? We should mention the redhead. Oh, yeah. He was just, at one point, he was the second in command and then he took over. And then he basically didn't listen to anyone and killed everyone he wanted to. He was a little power hungry. Um, yeah. But, but everyone know. followed him pretty easily yeah it's not like it's not like isaac was a good leader i mean right. they were all evil so um, mm-hmm. there were two nice kids is that that's where you're going yeah so i want to be one of the nice kids <laughs> so i'll choose the little sister um her name's sarah and she has the sight so she can see into the future what's going to happen and throughout the movie she'll have these like really creepy drawings of like murders and, and different things that are going to happen in the future trip alert <laughs> <laughs> nightmare fuel coloring book <laughs> so commonly wow. in horror movies um including like the babadook uh or hereditary in the babadook it's a it's a children's book that's already been drawn but often uh like in this movie the kids if they're disturbed at a young age they'll the parents will find these drawings that they've been been doing and either bringing it to a psychiatrist or a teacher and um yeah it's uh usually a signal that they're um disturbed themselves but in this case it was more a signal that uh your character sarah was like um able to predict just predict things and she's mm-hmm. surrounded by evil things so it's not like she was disturbed but she wasn't she's evil in, yeah yeah she's just in a disturbing environment the fact that she had that special power did protect her from isaac because she was useful um, yep. to him but kind of unwillingly she was right from the start um job i'm gonna go with job because uh they're brother and sister so is he the younger brother no they're, he's no, older actually he's older so yep. perfect um he isn't really that useful until the end of the movie when he displays an incredible act of <laughs> heroism and mm-hmm. after the the older guy bert throws a flaming Idiot bottle Bert. into the corn um hitting it, no corn just in the yeah. dirt <laughs> he misses An the idiot. corn he misses all the cornfield <laughs> somehow um, so uh, i have to go and and sprint um while the there's some underground uh, corn monster uh <laughs> chasing me to retrieve the flaming bottle return the bottle to bert so he can throw it anywhere else <laughs> since he's surrounded by corn and defeat the corn monster after or yeah after he helped bert like put all the biodiesel and like release that into the system yep. and then turn it on like he bert really needed him and he was telling him not to help him so wasn't that, that was my annoying. idea yeah it was yeah. your idea yeah brilliant kid right. yeah thank you 
Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, is there any uh, quotes or speeches you wanted to do from this movie? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tune our dials to NR84 for new release radio. That's why I write peeping toms. <laughs> Just, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, so this is our radio segment where we give you a little taste of what was happening back in 1984. That was the number five song on the Billboard Hot 100 for the week of March 9th, 1984. Up two spots from last week. Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. So it's not about, a, oh, it's about being peeped on. Right. So about yeah. a peeping Tom peeping on you. I mean, what a perfect song for. <laughs> or maybe it's maybe the music video is like a sexy stalker. Who knows? I mean, I haven't watched Right. That. Like <laughs> I'm too sexy not to be watched. Yeah, maybe it's like a trench coat, sunglasses. What I, I'm going to watch this after I figure that's what's going to be like. I'm going to call the whole music video. What other news do we have this week, Ashley? So in the UK, speaking of music, uh, 99 Red Balloons was in the top five hits, which are, do you want me that to was sing also, it for you? That was also on our top 100, um, but I went with the creepier song for, for uh, that's fair. our intro. <laughs> yeah, that's, that a, that's an iconic 80s song. That's like on every 80s playlist, probably. Mm-hmm. Was that a um, German song first and then it became a U? A UK 99 song. Loof Balloon. Loof Balloon. <laughs> <laughs> loof. That's <laughs> red. Yep. Apparently. Um, what else? So Splash, directed by Ron Howard, was one of the most viewed movies released in 84. Oh, yeah. Another cool. one we missed. Mm-hmm. We could have seen maybe, that this weekend, but we went Maybe with... Derek will mess up his dial again. <laughs> Way to go, Derek. Um, and then Landsat 5 and Ham Satellite, Oscar 11, launched into polar orbit, which is pretty cool. Like ham radio? Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a type of radio broadcast. Like we could be using it for. Um, that's no, that's, that's a Derek show. If you don't have uh, like FCC <laughs> clearance. Like. You can operate your own ham radio. What about baloney satellite? Oh, 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 I see what you did there. That's a Drew joke, so I was just yeah. trying to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's oh. some good news. <laughs> Sorry. So how did Children of the Corn do at the box office? It did amazing. No, it, it did okay. It came in at number four with two million. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was made, I think it was maybe our least expensive movie uh, yet, budget-wise. Less than a million, 800K, and it would end up uh, making 14 times. It would end up making 14 million. So that's a pretty uh, substantial return on investment. Uh, the top three at the box office ahead of Corn was uh, Splash, which you mentioned, mm-hmm. still at number one. Footloose, wow, another big wow, one. Missed that one. <laughs> against all odds, whatever that is. Yeah, um, no idea. I'm surprised it didn't do better. To be, I don't know. What corn? Yeah. I mean, it was probably I had some stiff competition, and it was just for such a cheaply made movie. I'm guessing mm-hmm. they didn't have high expectations. It might not have been in as many theaters, but kind of like 
the paranormal movies or Blair Witch, like, or Saul. Mm-hmm. Horror movies can, I mean, to make 14 times your budget is insane. So probably more successful even than, than some of those, those other movies um, proportionally. Mm-hmm. How about um, how it was received by critics at the time, Ashley? Uh, it wasn't received so well. <laughs> is this way? I'm surprised let's explain by. this. Let's explain this segment. Okay. So this is my two true reviews and one false review that I wrote. Wait, you don't like two true views and a lie? It's, I feel like I'm going to stutter it, so I just <laughs> went over it. <laughs> two true views and a lie. What kind um, of curveball are you going to throw at us this week? Okay. They're all fake. They're all... They're all, <laughs> they're all Ashleyisms. Okay, so the first one is going to be... The first review is incredibly boring from start to finish. <laughs> Yikes. Harsh. That's um, definitely not Ashley. <laughs> yep. The second review... <laughs> is it's just stupid people need to remember that this is an 80s movie yes kids murder their parents but it's just stupid at first i watched it with a i watched it and was a bit scared that i'd be killed in my sleep but i got over it the special effects are so bad that i laughed at them if your kids can tell that this isn't real and that the town doesn't actually exist then you're fine jesus christ that's definitely not ashley either was that written by a 10 year old review too just (laughs) stupid and then the third one is I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, although it would have been better if the adults died, especially Bert. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a little bit contrary to the previous review where they were upset by adults dying. <laughs> although they weren't that upset. They said, so what? <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Get over um, it. So okay, if, well, there, if there are truly true, two true views or two true reviews and a lie, I got to say the last one. Definitely. This was this was a no-brainer yeah this was an easy one but the second review the really long one is written by a 12 year old oh i said 10 <laughs> nice yeah you're call. close i just thought i'd get like a kid review you know for a kid's movie <laughs> creepy kids movie new so, segment kid review <laughs> <laughs> yeah so ashley based on your review um you would have liked the short story because the the adults not only do they die they die in uh, epically gruesome fashion Ooh. Uh, I wrote down a little excerpt from from the book when Bert discovers Vicky in the cornfield. Uh, this is what King wrote. She had been mounted on a crossbar like a hideous trophy. Her arms held at the wrists and her legs at the ankles with com- with twists of common barbed wire. 70 cents a yard at any hardware store in Nebraska. Her eyes had been ripped out. The sockets were filled with moon flax of corn silk. Her jaws were wrenched open in a silent scream, her mouth filled with corn husks. Jesus. Oh, they should have done that. Yeah, I mean, like... They should have gone for it. I mean, I would have I would have loved to see a darker version of this always, but I honestly think it's more compelling with the adults at least being borderline at least her being likable i mean i it, it, they could have upped the the stakes for sure and killed off somebody they should have killed off bert of course yeah definitely um, since off bert. the one at the fault. worst um, did he, he did the he worst did he die in the short story as well yes so the short story ends with malachi having impregnated someone <laughs> and ah. the legacy continuing um okay but yeah, no, there's no, there's no triumph for the adults or for anyone in the, in the short story. So you can see the studio probably not wanting a complete bummer. Uh, yeah, makes sense. An ending. So Ashley, do you have any trivia for us this week? 
just a few little tidbits. Um, first over under how many mm. people died? <laughs> oh, I know exactly how many. Um, oh, do you, Derek? 4,000. 73. On screen? It's On not screen. 70. It's not 73. No, not even close. Um, I mean, if you count the people, obviously you're counting all the people at first, but I don't know how many of them they show. Like they kill a whole town. Dude, um, I bet it's like 11 or 14. I'll stick with 33, even though it's probably way too many. So it's 13, but that includes the dog. So it's really 12. Hey, I was kind of in the that middle really of those. That was really close. That was really yeah, close. I guess I'm I'm exaggerating how many people die at the beginning. Yeah, there's not head. that many. I mean, four are poisoned by coffee. One or two are stabbed. There's not that many people killed after that. Right yeah, now. exactly. It was the coffee scene right in the very beginning of the movie where they murdered the most people. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I mean, a lot of people died that were off screen. Basically, everyone, however many people you could count coming out of the church, mm-hmm. they were all dead. Yep. Um, and then um, for some of the special effects, there was a scene where the man who walks behind or who the man who walks behind the bars, the rose, the rose, the, the, rose, yep. the rose, Um, there's a scene where he's like going through the dirt. You can see him across the field, just like going under the dirt to like get someone. And do you know how this was accomplished? So this is when he's chasing my character, Job. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. So the special effects effects artist took, he called it the turtle, but it was a wheelbarrow bucket flipped upside down. And then they added wheels to it. And then they just drug it with a tractor through a trench. That was it. That was the special effect. Yeah. I mean, we, we alluded to the low budget of the movie. I was, the special effect worked, but I was confused by this, this force. It's way too late in the movie before you realize, at least before I realized that Mm -hmm. there's like an actual supernatural physical force. I mean, I, I, knew that well, the kids were being controlled but well and the corn was like parting for people and stuff so like that happened pretty early on yeah yeah like, within I, the first like 10 minutes true um how Pay did attention. they do the how did they do the scene where the corn like wraps around bert i don't know yeah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um pan away pan back pan away <laughs> yeah is that all the trivia yeah that's it Guess what time it is? Time for Break the Blank. <laughs> it's the moment of truth. You're giving it all. Standing alone. This is the segment where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank each other's submissions. Our topic this week, which movie kids creep you out the most? Yeah. Keep in mind, this is a very personal list. Our submissions are, you know, something related to a traumatic event in our, in our past, perhaps not necessarily the definitive creepy kids of all time, like uh, the kid from The Exorcist or Damien from The Omen. So the creepy kid from this movie is Isaac, or should it be Malachi? Malachi. Isaac never killed anyone. Yeah, he, but which one was creepier? Uh Actually, Isaac was creepier. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't trying. That wasn't a leading question. No, I know. But I think Isaac was creepier. Malachi just killed with, you know, just didn't care. Just killed everyone. He's more violent, but Isaac is like quiet, quiet and creepy. Ashley, what's your first selection? Okay. So my first pick, and I think it's because I watched this movie when I was very young, but it's Gage from Pet Cemetery. 
So basically what happens is he gets hit by a truck or a car on the road mm-hmm. and dies. A semi-truck. And a semi-truck just like smashes him. And his dad's like, I'm going to bury him in the cemetery and then he'll come back to life and I'll have my kid back. And so he comes back to life and, le- and ugh, I just hate his voice. Um, and he kills um, his mom and then he threatens his dad that he's going to kill him next. And this is a clip from that. First I played with dad. Then mommy came and I played with mommy. We played daddy. We had an awful good time. Now I want to play with you. Yeah. I hate it so much. I hate it. I can just like picture him in the whole movie and it just freaks me out. When's the last time you saw that movie? When I was a kid. Okay. Yeah. Too scared to revisit it. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't need to go back. I watched the new one, but it wasn't the same. Right. They actually kind of flip the script and have the daughter get killed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I um I've seen it sort of recently and in similar to Children of the Corn, I was impressed by like uh how violent and gory <laughs> it was. <laughs> not not necessarily for the time, it's just whenever there's like kids at the center of a movie, it's mm-hmm. it is shocking to see like uh the violence compared to a movie I watched last week. Um, this is my first selection, uh, the daughter from Poltergeist, uh, which is a PG movie. Um, very Whoa. disturbing. It has like um, the clown that comes up from under the bed and and wraps its its extending arms around um, the boy character. Um, it's got you know people getting sucked into a closet, zombies coming out of the the, the mud but no blood you know like mm-hmm. it's it's just it's shocking to see like blood and gore in uh movies with kids so. what's her name carol ann carol ann right yeah mm-hmm. carol ann and Ugh. you know the iconic the iconic image of her is just sitting in front of a tv that's all white static and <laughs> her communic basically the the poltergeist communicating with her uh the difference between a haunting and a poltergeist is one is like specific to a location and one is specific to people. Mm-hmm. So like the poltergeist really latch on to her. Um, and so she's, that's where in other movies an exorcism might come in, but that's not how they solve it here. Um, well, actually they kind of do a seance, but anyway, mm-hmm. very creepy and bonus points for being her being platinum blonde, because as we established, that's, a signature of creepy kids. Creepy kids, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Derek, what's your se- first selection? And only. <laughs> the twins from The Shining. Oh, yes, the twins. No explanation needed. Yeah. Stay with us. Come play with us, Daddy. Well, that is very disturbing. Um, my next selection is going to be Charlie, the no. daughter in Hereditary, a recent movie. Clock. Who fucked this shit? Uh, months later, weeks later, I would randomly make that sound, not even on purpose. But Derek's like, "Are you?" <laughs> Are you doing that on purpose or are you just, um, and I didn't even realize I was doing it. Um, so there's that sound, but there's also what happens to the daughter character, oh, in that Charlie. Movie, which, yeah, we don't need to spoil. She, uh, before that happens, yeah, um, don't which, spoil it. I'm X not, marks the um, spot. 
there's a scene of her um, a bird crashes into the window while she's at school and after the class lets out she goes outside collects the bird and then uses uh scissors to cut its head off so creepy mm. pretty creepy snip, snip. <laughs> ashley what's a, what's your next selection Okay, I also watched this movie when I was pretty young and I haven't seen it since. Um, but this is from Train Spotting. And I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, probably, right? Do you remember? Yes. Have you seen it? Okay. So there's a scene where the two parents of this newborn um, are all messed up. Everyone's messed up on heroin and they forget about the baby completely. And so the baby dies from like dehydration and starvation while the parents are just, just passed out everywhere for days. Yikes. And yeah. so then they have a vision of the dead baby like crawling on the ceiling and then its head spins around backwards. And it just, I haven't gone back to the movie since. Right. It I mean, it really freaked me out. That's one. That's fucked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Ugh. one reason not to, or that. Not to do heroin. Reason. Yeah. Not to do heroin. Why it wouldn't be fun <laughs> to revisit the movie. Um, it's, yeah, it's meant to be, well, it's like immerses you in the lifestyle and consequences of being addicted to maybe the most addictive drug um, mm -hmm. similar to requiem for a dream which is uh, doesn't have any creepy babies but is has all sorts of disturbing moments mm -hmm. um on a lighter note we have a bonus baby um, <laughs> oh, this no. is not lighter, not lighter. <laughs> so david lynch's first movie Eraserhead, a passion project uh if you will features um a couple that accidentally gets pregnant and then um this is the speaking of cautionary tales this is kind of the ultimate like you know what if you have an unplanned pregnancy and the things don't work out exactly how you might have hoped um you end up with a baby uh like the one in Eraserhead. um and so here's like what you might be in for at night if you haven't seen Eraserhead, watch it. Here you go. No. Oh, gosh. The funny thing about that is that the YouTube video is titled <laughs> Cute Baby Laughs from Eraserhead. Um, because it is, it is, there's a lot of comedy in the movie. There's a scene where they're eating. Um, he goes over to the girl's house uh, who got pregnant. And they're having like a family dinner and they serve these little tiny, like two inch long, uh, full chickens, um, like cooked chickens, but they're like the size of, uh, a baby corn and they cut into the, they like stab into the chicken with a fork and it just oozes and oozes and oozes like blood. That could have been a perfect candidate for the list last week of, of cult movies, but, um, I'm glad Save we got it. to talk about it now. So that's a two for one baby special. Let's uh, let's rank these suckers. Uh, should we go oldest to youngest, babyest to or creepiest to uh, to babyest? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it seems like we all oh, let's uh, let's start with the movie that we watch. So where does Isaac um, rank on on this list of seven? I think I think Isaac's above the poltergeist girl, above Caroline for me. Yeah, I guess hmm. what I forgot to say about her is that before she gets possessed, she's already really creepy. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of uh, fun that she's just like going for it even before that happens. Um, but 
Yeah. Okay. So we've got uh, Carol Ann from Poltergeist last, mm-hmm. then Isaac second to last. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to put the babies together. Together, you know, at the you know maybe third from last. Okay. And then, so that then it comes down to the twins, uh, the daughter from Hereditary, and um, Gage. Is Gage going to be number one? Uh, no, I think, I think Charlie from Hereditary is number one. Nice. I totally agree with that. Every time I hear it, I just she freaks freaks me the f out. So it does yeah. not make me feel comfortable. Stop, Drew. Seriously, bro. That was me. <laughs> oh God. It's around clucks. <laughs> So yeah, so I I went Charlie to be the creepiest, and then so our Instagram poll actually they had the twins from The Shining was the most popular answer. Mm, Um, So that's number two. Then they also had Aiden from The Ring, The Orphan, Harvey Stevens and The Omen, and some kid from Gummo, which I've never seen Gummo, but if you look up even just the poster for it, Gummo's weird, bro. Yeah. So, um, so I would say based on the poll that The Shining twins should be second and then gage from pet Sematary should be third so wow okay the newest movie which is interesting uh hereditary is at the top i think i'm gonna rewatch that soon i've been <sighs> i've been waiting um but it's time Fuck. charlie so number one twins number two engage number three all mm-hmm. right solid creepiness let's um let's close this puppy out ashley how many saturn awards did this movie win so no Saturn Awards. The only award it won was Best Fantasy Film in the Brussels International Film Festival. <laughs> Go Brussels. But it was a it lost to the Terminator for another f- fantastic film festival called Averaz. And then it lost um it was up for Best Young Supporting Actor, but lost to Kihu Kwan from Temple of Doom, who was incredible. So, oh, that's short sense. round. Mm-hmm. Short round beat him beat her short out. So round. Yeah. Okay, what's your what's your award? Okay, so my award is this is kind of hard to say. So, uh-oh, Sis or sent and sent award. Ooh, that's good. Scythe, sis, and sense, sense. Oh, it's really time. hard to say. Scythe, cysts, and synth awards. Scythe. I can't Scythes. say it. I can't even say the only award well, I made. The plural up. of scythe is is. Tricky. It sounds like you're saying cysts. Sith, scythe, and synth award. There you go. So a Sith, a Scythe, and a Synth, like the music. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. It's real catchy. Wait, what's the difference between a Sith and a Scythe? Well, I just thought it sounded good together. Just let me have it. (laughs) What about in Sith? No. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) I was going to say Killer Call of Kids Killing Award. So Ashley's Alliteration. Should we make it Ashley's Alliteration Awards? Sure. Triple A. Uh, my favorite prop, all the Sith, all the cysts. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Shut> on, a, <laughs> on a scale of one, actually, Ooh. Uh, Isaac does have some cysts on his face when he comes back as a zombie. That's of. true. Yeah. On a scale of one to 84, how 80s is this 1984 release? Factoring in things like music, wardrobe, who's in it and corn well corn it gets a hundred so we're gonna take corn <laughs> out um i would go because linda hamilton's in it so she gets mad points um yeah but i would still go 
less, I would give it like a 79. Yeah. So for, for reference, like our leading 80s movies so far are Ghostbusters with an 80, 16 Candles and Karate Kid and Never Ending Story, all tied with 79. I would, I mean, the most 80s thing about this is that it's a Stephen King adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got like, it's it's a child horror movie. That seems sort of like an, well, maybe that's a every generation thing. Um, the music at times was pretty 80s. Um, so I, I don't know. It's I don't think it's as 80s. I think you were going a little high with that first estimation. You want it to be one of the most 80s things we've watched? No, but I think it's up. I think I would almost say it ties with Gremlins and that was 77. So maybe 77. I don't think it's one of the most 80s, but I think it's pretty up there. Yeah, I don't know. It's not iconic. No. And I thought it was Village of the Dam. So I guess I should probably put it lower. I would would go to the six. I would lean 60s as well because... uh, purely just because of the the Stephen King element and kind of this is a story that feels very 80s and the type of movie that would get made in the 80s it just doesn't rise uh to that iconic level that some of the other ones do I mean how could this be anywhere close to like Karate Kid on the scale Yeah. yeah so we're going 60s yeah I would say 65 okay I'm down with that degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> sure. How, how, what do you think the temperature was during the movie? Uh, seventy-two. No, it they was, were sweat. They were kind of sweaty. Yeah. What about when it was on fire? Uh, trivia 40. alert. <laughs> Fake trivia alert. <laughs> oh wait, that's the trip alert. That's fire weird. alert. Um, let's uh, let's answer this. Recommend or redo? Uh, I'd recommend it. I don't think it needs to be redone. My friends really like I had uh, three friends come with us on scooters, so it was kind of tricky for them since we went to the wrong. Right. But I had them all on my back, so it's fine. Yeah, um, makes sense. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but they all really enjoyed it, so I'd recommend it. It seemed to be a crowd pleaser. Everyone was, like, cheering whenever the kids got killed and whenever, you know, there was violence, so... <laughs> Yeah, people like violence. Yeah. So I'd recommend uh, it for sure. Same. Yeah. I definitely recommend rewatching the, you know, rewatching this one. Uh, you just watched the Pet Cemetery remake. Uh, like you said, that didn't really need to exist, Dude, right? No, it didn't. Yeah. This has also had like four sequels. Uh, have you seen any of those? No. Yeah, me neither. Um, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of want to watch the second one. <laughs> yeah. I'd be curious to check some of them out. But, I'm guessing they don't hold up that well. Yeah. Next week, we have another dose of horror. Do we? Beneath the city of New York are living catacombs, an endless maze of subterranean tunnels, unfit for anything human. Unauthorized for anything experimental. Hold it! They start moving up ahead at the top! And unlikely to bring anyone down there. So. (laughs) They're coming up. Chud. Whoa. 
your basement and your bathroom. Keep off the street and try to hide. But remember, the dark is their place. The night is their time. And tomorrow, the only things living in the city of New York will be Chud. Chud. Cannibalistic, humanoid, underground dwellers. Really rolls off the tongue. Chud is a pretty iconic... uh, something that's like a cult movie but a cult movie that is, has remained you know pretty niche so um i'm pretty excited to see what all the fuss is about the the tiny bit of fuss that a few people have <laughs> <laughs> for this movie how excited are y'all i'm actually really excited but i don't, don't want to get too pumped about it just in right. case but i'm excited well if anyone wants to hear us discuss cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers in the tale next week, you should subscribe to the podcast by searching new release 1984 on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. That's a wrap. Murder, murder, murder. Creepy music. <laughs> Da-na-na.